Hey, Kickers of Elves, we're talking about David Lynch movies, and you may have listened to us talk about Eraserhead, and now we're going into the next one, uh, which is The Elephant Man, right? His normal movie, yep. they say. Well, all right, I've got the IMDb yeah. description if you want to if you want to hear that real quick. Um, this was released on October 10th, 1980, and here is the IMDb description. A Victorian surgeon rescues a heavily disfigured man who is mistreated while scraping a living as a sideshow freak. But behind his monstrosity facade, there is revealed a person of kindness, intelligence, and sophistication. Um, yeah, I guess... I don't know if this is quote unquote his normal movie because what? there's I think there's a lot of Lynch oh, yeah. in it, but there's he got he got upstaged as far as his normal movie by a straight story which I haven't watched yeah. yet. But well, it's weird this, in its own did, way. This... <laughs> okay, well I'm, I look yeah. forward to it. But yeah, this did feel like the most like normal of a yeah. Lynch movie. It had right. its Lynchian Well, I guess moments. it's one of the only movies that were actually popular. It got an Oscar nominations and stuff, so... And right. it's a collaborative well, effort. It's got two other screenplay. Like, mm-hmm. he didn't develop this. Yes. Uh, right. It was, it was brought to him. Um, it was written by two other guys and so it's it feels like a collaborative it doesn't feel like it's wholly yeah sprung from his mind or his <laughs> imagination yeah well it feels interesting to me too because it's also like all right this is his second movie and then we know where his career went after this and why so this is like if things had kept down this road and he was able to keep going making these kind of movies if he could make big studio movies that did well and earned oscar noms and everything and people loved them like how would his career progressed if because what dune was after this yeah. one yeah this guy yes. Dune. If, they, threw, they gave him all the money to right do dune, yeah right and if dune was a success what would have been different because this is setting up he's i mean this sets up Razorhead as weird as shit and it's great and everything but like this is a also had its weird moments but it's mostly an art house straight up like just good film yeah. that everybody agrees was a great film and even the academy I, I really enjoyed yeah. watching this did you guys enjoy did you guys I, this is my second time seeing it um i watched it probably like 15 years ago with james for the first time when when we kind of went through a lunch period what have you guys seen it before i mean i know james had like i said but wait did you seen this before or i this is like when I think about like movies when I was a kid, this is one of the most. Oh really? Like <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah. Like I, I mean, it's like I saw this when I was probably six years old or less, and it stuck Whoa. with me in the way that like, because like probably my oldest brother is twelve years older than me. Maybe somebody was watching it on when we were getting Cinemax oh, or wow. H or something, and so like. I remember this movie had an effect on me. Like I didn't remember. I remembered what it was about because I know the John Merrick or Joseph Merrick story. And I know, <laughs> but mostly I just remembered like images from this movie and it, that have like, I don't remember when I remember them from or what the context is, but I just remember I've had with me most of my life knowledge and remembrance of this movie i am not an animal <laughs> and also like the uh the uh some of the sideshow when he's in the cage and stuff like but like the way my childhood brain put it together i remember him 
saying I'm not an animal while he's in the cage, but that's not how the movie works. But like, because mm-hmm. oh, my... the Mandula effect. Yeah, you remember yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's all Mandela effect for me. But like, I remember it being uh, Michael Jackson's favorite movie, and that he like that was Holy reported, shit. and then he what? tried to buy. Joseph Merrick's Bones. I even remember he makes a reference to it in the Leave Me Alone video. The one that has like a Chuck Avery Mm -hmm. feel to it or whatever. What? Yeah. Yeah. He dances with the Elephant Man's Bones in the claymation segment. Oh my God. I didn't know it was his favorite movie. Yeah. that's. I didn't know this was why. If you think about it, like he... He saw oh, himself God, mask as John the... Merrick or Joseph, whatever. It's fucking weird. They get the name wrong. It's Joseph Merrick. Right. <laughs> it's because Treves got yes. the name wrong in his biography. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But oh, with the bag and the mask and everything. Yeah. Like, oh, yes, that's totally Michael Jackson. Yeah. It was influenced and just by like that. the feeling like that you're you're this freak from child you're the stunted child this freak that mm-hmm. has this beauty inside of him but all they can see is something to laugh at or gawk at like i definitely think that's how he's self make money self off victimized of, yeah. himself yeah yeah <laughs> oh yeah a lot of people coming like all people coming in from all strata of like the social order mm-hmm to take advantage of you mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah. three tiers of you know social caste system because the, and all three of them want the same thing out of you to one degree or another i um I, okay yeah, so this should the, be interred with the leave me alone <laughs> to, <laughs> to uh tie it back to what we've talked about last week with James, one of James's insights is that the, what did you say about Lynch? He's one of the horniest directors. Oh yeah, yeah. Or he, I, I think I was yes. trying to make it in my like he's over, uh, he's overstimulated or whatever. Like he feels the emotions yeah, that we yeah, all but feel, you, but like you reduce it. Yeah. No, but you reduced it to horniness. Yes. And I think that was eloquently, yes. eloquently put. And I think that this this movie is. No exception. Yeah, I mean, this movie is even more so than than um, Eraserhead. Mm-hmm. If we're keeping yeah. track, I think so. You think this is a hornier movie than Eraserhead? Wade, there was no reason for Anthony Hopkins to say that his genitals. I thought were about that too. To that that was the most. I was. Like, I was like. <laughs> that was that was that was tacked on. I was like, because immediately what I thought of is, and eventually, it's purient. <laughs> everybody's thinking it. <laughs> <laughs> What's his dick look like? But like, um, I was thinking like, because they make a big thing about how you can't lay down, right? <laughs> I was like, yeah, like jerk off, and, and, uh, and yeah. like he sees this. Like, I'm not saying well, the, that it, it, it. I don't think that David Lynch intended for that to be the case. But if you see that, are you kidding me? That the image the, with the with the woman and the men at the. You wo- think he died jerking off? No, no, no. I don't think he died that <laughs> uh-huh. way. But like. But I think that, you know, the scenes with the women and the men yes. at the window and the man is just like licking the like that was all Lynch. You know, that had to have I been think all that's Lynch. Lynch. I think that's the way Lynch is horny is like that. He's only with buyers or the, the first own, the guy that from the sideshow, the way that like we have an agreement we we understand he's kind of like there's some gay vibes that he's throwing that to is. Anthony Hopkins. I think maybe Freddie and Jones that... creates uh, gay feelings in you because you were you 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 got the the his character from Dune should be gay. Oh, he, who's he in Dune? Uh, the Mintat. The, oh, yeah, it's the yeah. same actor. 
Oh well. That, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he should be just just to just to to be a foil to the evilness of the Harkonnen gayness. But yeah, like, not not can... to get back on to Dune, but I didn't, <laughs> didn't. Weren't you guys surprised by Bites Kid um, being the 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 guy from Snatch and the director yes. of Bohemian Rhapsody? <laughs> yeah, he yeah, uh, from what. Rocket Man and and Rocket Man, yeah. Rocket Man. Rocket Man. He directed the 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 kid that looks like Amber Frost. Uh, uh, he he's the director of Rocket Man. Yeah, uh, and he's right. He was one of the main characters in Snatch. Though the gayness from the Bites character, apparently from the interview, is like that was added. Or they decided they needed to make that character more interesting. Oh, anything. I can give you anything. Um, and that, yeah, they had to make him a more complicated character, apparently. Than, in real. Oh, my God. Anthony the, Hopkins was so good in this. Like, I don't remember him being yeah. this good when I saw it the first time. He made, you know. Yeah. And I didn't even, and I didn't even realize, like, I guess when I'm, when I watched the first time, I didn't make the connection that, that the elephant man kills himself at the end. Yeah. Uh, like yeah. I didn't make that connection until I saw that saw it this time that like the simple act of lying down after the best night of his life, he was killing himself. Yeah, yeah. And he I was, was dying before then too, but he did kill himself. But yes, but by like going by by choosing to lay down, you're what he you was killing he was himself. They say in the movie like that does he's Mrs. Got, like, yeah. Does does so what's does Adam Bancroft know that he's dying? Mm-hmm. The nurse asks the doctor, and at right, the yeah. end, he's like, "Yeah, she knows." I really enjoyed watching this one. Mm-hmm. Um, it made me think. Did you guys watch any of the interviews where David Lynch talked about want, wanting to do the makeup himself? I, I didn't yes. see that, but yeah. I read it. Yeah. I listened to there on the Criterion thing. There's a whole like watch this audio book. <laughs> like, <laughs> like no, I'm gonna listen to it, <laughs> and I did. And, you know, like and yeah, and he so, was so upset when he couldn't make the makeup work. You got that impression too that he was yeah. being kind of a piss baby about it. Oh yeah, yeah. I do think like um, Mel Brooks. I was reading a little bit of some of the stuff that Mel Brooks said, and that Mel Mel Brooks seems to paint a picture of him as pretty um, like OCD at that stage of his life. He probably is all the time, but like that he literally ate at Bob's Big Boy every day, and Mel Brooks told him that like I, I want to shoot this in London, and. Uh, he kind of freaked out. He was like, they don't have Bob's Big Boys. In London. <laughs> and, oh, and do wow. we have to do this? Do we have to do this? And so they had to like, like, <laughs> like, so I think Mel, I'm trying to eat, my, make my lunch. <laughs> and so I think that he's a man like, who's very, like he was telling the story of like how he came about making this movie is his father was, bought a house for him to flip as a wedding. I heard about that yeah. too. Yeah. And so he was writing another movie while flipping a house. And I related to that because I spent like half of last year, like fixing oh a house. God. And so I, he was writing Ronnie rocket. Yeah. When, yeah. Yes. And, um, he was Mary, no. Mary Fisk, who he refers to by her last name all the time in interviews. Yeah, I think that's uh, still. Sometimes he says Mary. I think but... she's still like, like in his life. Like she's Probably. yeah, she's like uh, I don't know. I don't want like she's like his his like his assistant or something. Like I think she manages oh, him really? uh, or something. One of his ex wives do, and then Isabella Rossellini. I think didn't he marry her? No way. I don't know. He that actually married that her. I don't. Don't hey. hold on. Shit. Yeah, we gotta look that up. I don't know if that's oh, right. We, we, don't have to, uh, we don't have to stop the whole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Though we don't have to do that. Yeah. 
Um, no, the I'm wrong. Freddie Francis, Mary the cinematographer. Oh, Mary Sweeney. Yeah, let me see, Mary Sweeney. Feature film director, the director. Uh, oh, she's his producer. That's the one, Mary Sweeney. Okay. Who's, who is his? Producer. Not to be confused with Mary Fisk. Yeah, he liked Mary. I got on Mary's. Freddie Francis also directed uh, Straight Story. Not directed. He shot it. He was He's the cinematographer. A DP on it. Oh. Yeah. So he it's it's interesting that you called this you know his sort of like straight film yeah because he uses Freddie Francis for this and for Straight Story and these are the only ones that he used them for I believe so yes yeah uh, like I I was wondering if he because he talks a lot about like having this breakthrough with like I think that you're supposed to get that the arc of his career to this point would be oh he's now a rising and and this was supposed to be like the movie that you make to get the marvel movie which he got in dune and then right. fucked that over right. and then so then re- and then had that right opinion that let me go back to what i want to do and he was able to go back to the dune producer and they felt so sorry about what they did to him that they gave him they helped him out and greased the wheels for blue velvet and that was like his course correction is i don't want to be famous i don't want to be steven spielberg but to answer your counterfactual about what would have happened if dune had succeeded i i think probably he would have had something like the career of one of our more contentious directors that we talk about brian de palma as someone who i've always felt like is a weirdo and wants to make weirdo movies but got famous early and then stayed in the system and never really squared the circle there so he had to make movies like you know by the end of it he's making movies like mission to mars and stuff like that or whatever that movie was and that was Oh, my God. I, I think that Lynch, that would have been the... Because Lynch is not Steven Spielberg. He doesn't have that in him. Right. And so he was always going to seem a little bit off in Hollywood. So his, I think he is very happy that where his career went after oh, Dune. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Twin Peaks helped. That was a big success for him. <laughs> right, right, right. That sort of... When that got popular, when that became a fad, that sort of cemented him. But, yeah. There's a lot of this movie that I liked. Uh, and then there's a lot of this movie that I was like... I'm like B minus on. Um, yeah. Like I, yeah, it, I, I it had did, some B minus comments as yeah. well. It did feel like a long movie. <laughs> I mean, it felt like almost yeah. a, it's like in a way like a Merchant Ivory movie. It's like, well, really? this is very British. Yeah. I think that I think that there's a lot of personal touches with Lynch. There's only two scenes yeah. that I think feel real real lynchian and that's obviously the first scene which uh but the scene when the whores and freddie or freddie jones and all those guys come in um that scene felt really that like innocence up against grotesquerie like that's uh yes yeah that was that felt like true lynch there and so i'm I'm taking that and i was like oh this is one of the great lynchian moments where this is this is this is kyle mclaughlin and Dennis Hopper, you know, this is Kyle McLaughlin and, uh, you know, the evil, like, mm-hmm. you know, Ray Wise's character in, in Twin Peaks. This is all of the dough-headed, <laughs> what it, uh, I think David Foster Wallace calls them potato-faced boys that are the leads of uh, <laughs> of, of David Lynch movies. Like, I think that that's a scene for that. And that felt really like a like a bit like yeah that that's a thing that's the first time that he made that a scene like that right it it felt really good and then but then there was other times where i felt like 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 i i get that he likes a traditional frame but like later on he would be adding more 
texture to some of the it, yeah there yeah. was some of it just felt like this is this is how you shoot a <laughs> this movie, is a movie. It's, it's, it's good. <laughs> really yeah, I yeah. thought that I thought the framing I thought it was beautiful I, thought I mean the it's cinematography well yeah oh the oh, cinematographer holy yeah. shit yeah like, I never felt like um, a frame I, I never had any problem I had nothing problem with anything oh I'm not saying it was a problem it's like shot. It's, I had problems with stories, some story choices I had a problem. Okay, yeah, with. the way it shot wasn't like I don't have a I had no problems with it, but it just felt like I more oh this is what this is how this is the traditional well done like how you thought out a shot just craft wise this is how you make a good shot in a movie and this is like the kind of craft that shakes that uh spielberg would bring to it like a film he later adapts a way of focusing in on i think he does oh another scene that i think he gets there is when he goes to visit treves's wife and her face of the growing like extremity versed on the like Anthony Hopkins and her like she's trying to hold it together but she's falling apart and screaming and by the end of it like her eyes are screaming that's that's also like that's Lynch which so I, I thought that was like that was I, a full, I still felt there was yeah. a lot of textures yeah. to it there yeah, were times where I was there was a moment where like are we gonna go through this whole movie without like a slow camera approaching a whole yeah <laughs> And, and cutting to another thing. It's like, no, oh, no, no, we got yeah. that. And then we got we got going through the texture of the fog and everything right in the intro with his mom and everything. Yeah. Which, I, yeah. That was fun. I, yeah. I felt like the anti, the doctor, well, what's another thing culturally was weird is that they are doctors, but everybody calls them Mr. <laughs> yes. Did you notice that? Uh, I did, yeah. I, I noticed a lot. John Gilgood does a lot of, like, uh, scene setting in this movie of like establishing the British temperament. Uh, yes. And I like, yeah, I like John Gilgood in this movie a lot. Who, by the way, in his He's first play, first major production in his life, was with uh, the actress in the movie. Not Anne Bancroft, Man, but the character. The Anne Bancroft character. <laughs> yes. Right. Miss Kendall. Oh. Yeah. Oh, right. Oh, wow. Yeah. Who was near death, probably. <laughs> right. Yeah. She must have been ancient. Yes. At that point. Yes, I think so. Because, I mean, John Gilgood was ancient when this was made, so... Right, right, right. Yeah. Right. Oh, that's interesting. Oh. And uh-huh. I got I got to think, yeah, maybe. I, I, I kind of feel like he's uh, sort of like uh, Jackie Chan's... Jackie Chan to uh, Bruce Lee's uh, uh, Lawrence Olivier, or yeah, you know, <laughs> I feel like Olivier gets all of the like that's like the standard that he's trying to shoot for. Yeah, yeah. But I really feel like there's a sort of ease and naturalism to his performance in this that was like complete, like draws you in, and that if we don't have the, him as in that role, that this this movie doesn't work. If it was Christopher well Reeves or something. Right, like, right. Yeah. So, yeah, and he was the only one that was kind of a bit of a prima donna to Lynch, apparently, in the shoot. Yeah. Well, that's probably obvious because we could have just assumed that for, for two well, reasons. One, he's, you know, midway through a very successful career, being probably one of the best yeah. ever. And he was never in a David Lynch thing ever again. Yeah. So, right. like, and David Lynch, Lynch yeah. sometimes talks about working with directors or actors that he doesn't like, but he never names them. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know if y'all picked this up on your supplemental stuff, but yeah, he, like, did not like Lynch. He was kind of a bitch to him. Like, he found the movie sir, boring. Sir, he found the role boring. I think he wanted to do a more intense performance. 
well, he just got kind of like, who is this fucking guy yeah. like, about it? Like this, like it, like this guy doesn't know what he's doing. It's his second movie, and he got this kind of like, whereas like Gilga and everybody was like, mm, we were kind of iffy, but like, he showed his stuff, and then everybody, everybody else was like on board. Like very, once Lynch kind of came in and and presented like mm-hmm. his authority, they were like, yes, you're the director. They're good soldiers about it, but you know, Gilgood was also at the end of his career kind of more so. And Hopkins was like, just the guy. And he's like, who the fuck is this guy? And apparently he complained about Lynch. Yeah. Yeah. Cause, and then Lynch talks about like, there was a, in the thing I, uh, there, it was weird. Cause it was like one person talking about the production and then the hat second half of it, it was Lynch talking about it and going over some of the same details and leaving some of the details out. Yeah. Like, <laughs> whereas like, uh, Apparently, like he Lynch was like, "Oh, I don't want to work with uh, anything. I don't want to ever do anything I haven't written before anymore." Because yeah. with I don't want to do anything dealing with real people anymore because I don't want actors coming up and telling me what this person would have done differently. Yeah, because they know the person better than I do, which is what happens. Uh, and then the fact that Mary Fisk had twins during the production of this film in london she was pregnant and she ended up having a miscarriage mm. and it, and he went to the hospital with her and then with lynch talking about this movie does not mention that detail at all yeah he does not talk about his personal life at all he's just like oh mary said this thing yeah mary fisk said something and i went back with her on this I was like oh wait a minute and it, but he'll talk about like my dad came up and yeah. we were flipping a house mm. But he he doesn't talk about his living family, right? He'll talk about the dog that Mary got, <laughs> Sparky. Um, have you watched uh, Hugh? Have you watched Lion and Winter? Is that a movie you've seen? Oh yeah, yeah oh that's yeah, a, yeah. Yes, I have He's seen Lion and He's particularly good in that. <laughs> oh yes, he was. Yeah. yeah, that's why I said like at this point he was like mid career. Oh yeah, yeah. You know? Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize John Hurt was forty years old when when this John Hurt was a late bloomer too. too. Yeah, he said. Um, like huh. everything that I read about, like the production seemed to be just about this makeup, like that it was so difficult yes, to do. Uh, yeah. I know. <laughs> and I get it. It was like it was like the first like now, like we're used to like I've watched eight hours of documentaries about Lord of the Rings. I know how much fucking shit they had to get put on every fucking day. You know, like there's all this stuff about that. So like people are generating. But like at the time, I get that, that was probably because uh, John Hurt really didn't like he did make them make the mask so he could smoke (laughs) which is like i I was like i get that (laughs) i guess maybe that like cigar holder that he's holding (laughs) he actually used it that was the way he smoked yeah no i don't know one of my one of my complaints about the movie story-wise was the dr travers character arc Mm -hmm. i felt like it brought up some good questions yeah but never really got resolved yeah the like the am i a good man or a bad man stuff like aren't yes. we just exploiting yeah. this guy and yeah 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 no they don't even like i guess that they get resolved by no this is good i feel like though and the stuff like it's kind of both well when he about That's... beat the beat the janitor up that was considered in, like pacing wise the resolution of that emotional yes because right. you know, yes he it doesn't he it, like you know, i mean he i don't want to i don't want to cheapen it too much but it's like he's almost like like he cheated on his wife and now he's 
treating her better. And so he's like, I'll take you to the play and we'll take you to the play tomorrow. And we'll like, don't you, don't you feel good? Here? Right. And, like, now, there, there was that aspect of like, I've, I've been my, because my intentions were like unpure. I have to make it up to yeah. you somehow. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, there, there was like a John Hurd interview I was watching about it and it's not the definitive answer, but he's like, oh yeah, well, it's, it's both. Like there's nobody's, it's, he, there's good and bad people are comp- that's part of it it's mm-hmm. like there's a almost yin and yang of it like it's like yeah he probably the way that we sold it in the movie was that like ultimately he was good but like it was he was using this guy to build his career so it's not like it was he wasn't doing he was exploiting him and but also the way that we did it in our movie here was that in the end, he comes to an like acknowledgement of him as another human being, and and the good part of it. But we don't know the truth of it, but because this is a movie and not the reality and not a documentary. But the way that we went with it, it's both at the same time. He's good and yeah. contains that kind of it's, opportunism. Yeah. It's the traditional using. thing that we do when we want to make movie about people overcoming prejudices is we make it about people from a long time ago overcoming those prejudices because we don't want to right. deface prejudices prejudices from today because we don't want to offend the people who are doing the prejudicing <laughs> but like yes uh, right and also we want to color the past like he may have been a shit person just up make just preying on john merrick mm-hmm. he couldn't even remember the guy's real yeah. name in his biography so clearly he's an opportunist he also but like shit you talks. know if you're doing a story you want to remember the rosy past and paint it this way because it's well it's a nicer it's a nicer story i guess but some uh the family of the freddie jones character apparently that guy was a nice guy and always split his money with john i don't know whatever he wasn't as bad he oh, wasn't yeah. a monster and the movie made him a monster you could have you could have made a like you could make another elephant man movie yeah 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 and they're really upset but that's what they want is they want their father's name like vin you know like you know besmudged unbesmudged or something the title at the end of the movie is like this is not based on the play which i haven't seen but i think y'all did when i did it's a good play it's a really good play yeah i hear it's i hear it's great it's the one that david bowie (laughs) has but and Broadway. Oh, right. Yeah. They did it a couple of years ago with uh, Bradley Cooper, right? Bradley Cooper. Yeah. I used to walk by it. <laughs> yeah. I think that David Lynch is, he likes a very simple story because he wants like to create a big mood and like the plot right. details fuck with the mood. So right, he needs right. the story simple, but he makes that up with like illogic, <laughs> like these sort of like you know things mysteries um things that are engrossing to watch or or frightening or whatever he does the big mood he does the mood and i think in this movie you know it's sort of he's down on the mood fader and so that the simplicity of the story uh shows itself you know and so that's what i agree I, i really enjoyed it and um, like if I saw that at 1982 or whatever, I'd probably go, eh, yeah, that, that, that was a really good movie. I, I look forward to seeing what this guy does next. I'm kind of, I'm kind of looking forward to getting into his like evocative, like noir yeah. crime trash yeah. period. Yeah. We're doing so. I mean, I think that the jump, because we're not doing Dune, because we've already done that before. I'm looking forward to Blue Velvet. Yeah, but it's going to feel or like Wild a big old Is jump. it Wild at Heart first? No, Blue Velvet. Is it Wild at Heart? Blue Velvet was as post-Dune. Yeah, so it, I think it's, it's weird to me, too, because I feel like Blue Velvet is 
the movie that he does after Wild at Heart, but it's not. No, no, yeah, yeah. Because Blue Velvet was always like when I was a kid, I watched a lot of like you know, I watched a lot of MTV and stuff, and like Blue Velvet was always the thing that was talked about for being like a really scandalously like a sex horror movie like like a movie that's just not appropriate for kids i remember that being a movie that was always brought up he was working on blue he was writing blue velvet before elephant man came out oh really yeah yeah that was in one of the things i was listening to i don't he was just working on the script maybe before it came yeah and then wild at heart was after that and wild at heart may have even been after twin peaks started well wild at heart i'm looking at imdb is 1998 and Twin Peaks really? is 1980. No. no, Wild, no, Wild, no. I'm sorry. I was looking at the French as seen by miniseries episode he directed in 1988. Wild at Heart was 1990, and Twin Peaks was 1989 to 1991. Yeah. So they were concurrent. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think Twin Peaks took off, and then I think I, if I remember right, I think. I like Wild at Heart better than most people. Do. Yeah, I don't. It's not. Um, it's 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 one of those that based I don't love. A, it's based off a novel. I don't know. I, but it's, I, it's not. I, it's it's it is honestly Barry Gifford novel. Yeah, but Wild at Heart is another one I associate with my older brother. Oh really? Because <laughs> yeah, that I'm trying to make my lunch was like he cracked up at that line. I remember I all I remember is Willem Dafoe's head flying off his body. Uh, oh wow! Yeah, I, I guess that I felt I that remember. it was edgy. Do I mean I think my favorite movie is Mulholland Drive, but Wild at Heart I think is like uh, I think I like the, the young lover, like the 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 young. I really like the young lover. Yeah, like craziness <laughs> aspect. Of I it. guess I, I saw it, was... it after uh, what was the same movie, but with Woody Harrelson, N- Natural yeah, Born Killers. Yeah. I hated that movie yeah. so much. I've but never it seen feel Natural like Born part Killer. Of that. Don't bother. But it Wait felt a minute, like of a piece of as uh, a piece of pure nineties. Maybe you should see oh, that. It's the nineties as fuck. It's the it's most nineties movie. movie. It's the Tarant. It's the them trying to do a Tarantino movie but getting the sauce wrong. I mean, it's literally wrong. a Tarantino script, <laughs> but the sauce oh, is script, way yeah. off. And Iron Man is particularly insane. He's playing a Australian Geraldo Rivera, and it's insane. It's just literally, it's the most insane movie. Oh, see, it's 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 a night is made in nineteen ninety four. So this Wild at Heart predates Natural Born Killer Killers by you know four years. Does it predate the Tarantino script though? Oh, maybe that's another reason for his kind of. That would be interesting because I wonder because they have like I don't know who David Lynch loves and hates, but I know that David Lynch hates Quentin Tarantino, and I know that completely from the way he directs and. Uh, like uh, thanks. So, so, I, I, I would be interested to know, like, is there some sort of like, did 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 Quentin Tarantino ever say David Lynch got the idea to do that from Natural Born Killers, or something like that? Oh, that's interesting. We will when we get to when we get to Wild at Heart, we'll have to put that under our microscope yeah. a little bit. I think because it seems like it's something, free. something to investigate. That is what I'm saying. I guess a that I teaser for yeah. I always look at Wild at Heart as being a little bit more of that '90s movie thing than Lynch, and maybe I need, and it always feels like it's a little bit like. Like the, the movies I used to like want to rent when I was too young at the video store. Um, and it like all of those 90s movies up in, that led up to Tarantino and that sort of 
ugly LA look movie. Um, yeah, but Wild at Heart looks like I mean, if it, it came out better. in 1990, it probably was. <laughs> it probably was filmed into 1988, yeah, or 89 rather. Yeah, it's probably. And so I, I, it's probably proto 90s. Like I think it's one of the things that probably gave way to all that other stuff that we've yeah. been talking about. But I've watched Blue Velvet many times, and. And and love it quite a bit, so I'm excited to watch it again. I'm more familiar with Blue Velvet than like mm-hmm. Wild at Heart. Wild at Heart is just a few images again, whereas Blue Velvet I, that I watched in college and it's still. I've only seen them each of them once, so I'll be interested to revisit it. I I will say I think maybe uh, I will conjecture that maybe the reason I think that Mulholland Drive is his, my favorite movie of his. Is because uh, yes, David Lynch is maybe the horniest director, but only in that uh, only in that okay. movie does it converge with my particular <laughs> flavor. <laughs> I know exactly what flavor you're talking about. That and scene I, is uh, I can't say I disagree. Uh, that scene. Uh, now you've got me interested. I'm, oh. I'm now I'm looking forward to it because I haven't seen Mulholland Drive. So it's I mean it's it's pretty good. My lynch stops. I've seen Blue Velvet and Wild at Heart, so I guess like after Wild at Heart, I haven't caught up on much. Oh yeah. Oh, you got some fun oh. shit ahead of you. Yeah. I might yeah, propose yeah. that we watch one episode of the third season that's out of context, just because it's so beautiful of the, of Twin Peaks. Just because I think it might be the last. Like if he dies tomorrow, it'd be the last truly great thing he made. Uh, and it's like I think it's like forty minutes. So right. I would recommend, and it doesn't involve the plot of anything. So you can okay. watch it as a short film, I think. <laughs> okay. I do need to, I mean, I, I, I haven't finished Twin Peaks yet. Oh, so. well, uh, maybe, we, maybe, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and I have watched Inland Empire. I have not seen much. Inland Empire, so... Okay, well, I I need to rewatch it, I guess, before yeah. I have any firm opinions. What's the last about movie it? he released in a theater? Season three was chock full of a lot of shit. So, like, I, I it, that probably cleared out a lot of notebooks in its house of, of yeah. ideas. So, and and very very little of it tied in with anything going on with the old TV show. <laughs> um. Yeah, I, I, that's that's people's problem with it. I hear. Ah, uh, it's, uh, yeah. I, I disagree with those people, but okay. Yeah, if I you, mean, were, I probably I'm do. sure we'll get, we'll yeah. get a chance to unpack. That, yeah, we're I'm talking sure. about something that's not. Do, yeah, but uh, any final thoughts? Should we do our final thoughts on Elephant Man? Nope. I'm. I'm I really out. enjoyed Elephant Man. <laughs> I would. I might watch this again, independent of, you know, mm-hmm. Lynch reasons. I, that's how much I enjoyed it. So, what would you say is the, the the thing that like because you do like I you you had a strong reaction to it, and I'm not uh, like is it just like like the cra- craftsmanship thing that you appreciate, or or did is there something about it that was well, ringing I mean, your cherries? I, this this I think it was such so beautifully filmed. I think it was beautifully filmed. I think Hopkins' performance was was really good yeah um because there isn't a whole lot there so he's doing a whole lot of heavy lifting just with mannerism and stuff yeah his job Um, in most scenes is to be a good guy (laughs) like you know yeah and that's not that's hard to do with variation and and he he does yeah and if you're 
if you're trying to make anything in black and white, so like if you're trying to make a black and white comic, if you're only working with two like two values, yeah, um, this is something that you should study. Yeah, because it's beautifully lit, and uh, yeah. and yeah, the uh, people hate shooting it, hated it for a while. They thought it was too dark. Yeah, I think it was that it's if like, you don't see how the he says that he picked Freddie, what's his name, Freddie. Freddie Jones. Freddie Francis. Freddie Francis. He picked Freddie Francis because uh, he did some wild shit and like some wild like early movies that he oh, did was really up. wild. And he was like, I, I was going to pick that or the safer one, and I was leaning towards the safer one because I wanted a career. <laughs> and it, it was like somebody said nobody got a career by being a pussy, and so and so he picked him. And like it's it's the the dark the deep values are deep. You know the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was absolutely the right choice. Again, those with oh, yeah. the, in those uh, that circus sequence in the end, which isn't my favorite, where he goes on the the whole long thing when he's in Belgium. Yeah, yeah. The textures of like everything, like that. It's something I was that Andre the Giant. I don't think so. No, no, it wasn't. One of them was David Lynch, though. I mean, when it was Kenny Kenny Baker, R two D two. Yeah, Kenny Baker. I almost thought he was going to yeah. give Kenny Baker lines, but he didn't. Um, but, um, there was like a, there was like that, that way that he like does surfaces and the way that he films, like, I really love that a lot. And, uh, and he keeps doing that, but that's one of the reasons I'm going to tie this into something else I learned from his enjoyable audiobook because they're all little short things. They're just like, they're like little thoughts. He's like, they're like, he's reading off his notes app, but in one of them, he's like, uh, I love, I don't want an HD camera. I saw HD footage and it, it, it doesn't, it's, it makes me uncomfortable. I saw wood screws and what was supposed to be a spaceship. <laughs> like, and, um, yeah. he, and I, and so he liked, like, he's very like that sensitivity. He's very sensitive to those things. And so I think that those are the things that have to be right. And he, he, that's another thing I appreciate. He's good. Like he's a good director. <laughs> David Lynch. <laughs> All right. Mm-hmm. Well, three to lynch out. Three to <laughs> lynch three. out. Three.